Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I am your host. It is a Super Friends Mailbag Thursday, February 13th. Love is in the air, and that's why we're surrounded by our best friends. Also why Debo and uh, EK took off for L.A. together. They eloped to L.A. together. Uh, that's ha- this happening in the future. We're recording this on Tuesday. If any big news breaks, don't worry. We'll fire up a separate podcast because that's what we do. Uh, I'm off at a water park with my son because that's what he wanted for his birthday. Great Wolf Lodge action. But right now I'm joined in real time or pastime or whatever the hell it is. By John Breach, Ryan Wilson, and Sean Wagner McGuff, aka the NFL Super Friends. Hello, NFL Super Friends. Uh, if we're recording, if people are listening on February 13th, it's very important that we celebrate Jerry Springer's birthday. The former mayor of Cincinnati and noted Bengals fan is 75 today. Happy birthday, Jerry. I know you're listening. That's also, depressing. Also, the man who paid for a hooker with a check in his name. So, I thought. <laughs> Who hasn't done that? Well, in Jerry Springer's defense, he was like sort of the most famous person in the world at that point when that happened, right? Like, no, no, that was while he was mayor. That was before. Oh, that's right. He did yeah. get in trouble as a mayor. <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. But you know, that's that's, that's why he's not mayor anymore. <laughs> so, uh, but he learned his lesson, started the Jerry Springer show. Is that thing still going on? Uh, I think he's Judge Jerry Springer now. He switched. Uh, true. <laughs> true. This is like Brinson. Two years from now, he's going to be Judge Will Brinson. <laughs> Judge what is what is Brinson judging? Everyone, <laughs> like yeah, like peanuts, <laughs> peanuts. <laughs> uh, the Jerry Springer Show ceased airing on uh, July twenty six, two thousand eighteen. Wow! Oh, he has a podcast. It looks like the Jerry Springer podcast. It ran from ninety one to two thousand eighteen. I mean, by the way, were... Breach is right. He hosts a courtroom show called Judge Jerry. How about that? Judge, that's my Will Brinson's future. I, I do love that. There's always a chance I could have made up a fact, so you guys do have to fact check it. That's it was second. just it was just renewed on February 5th for a second season. Ironically, uh, following up Breach's comments, we can't fact check the fact that he ran a marathon in 45 minutes <laughs> looking for a football 50 yards. We will be well. We tried to. There's just no evidence of it. Right. So, yeah, that uh, will- we'll be fact checking whether or not Breach can throw a football 45 yards in the air. <sighs> cannot do. I've been warming up. I've been uh, getting the old arm loose for the past month. I'm ready. You're like a run. So you train. You train longer for a 45 yard pass than you do a marathon. That's true. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I'm older now, man. I'm older. Yeah, you're like an old, broken down version of the Play 60 kid. <laughs> my I thought you were going to call me an old, broken down version of Uncle Rico. So I'll actually take being called the Play 60 kid. I thought he was going to call you Philip Rivers, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> he probably broke like Philip Rivers. If anybody's listening and does, loves Photoshop, give us a little uh, Play 60 Kid John Breach Photoshop. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, let's get to our mailbag. This is the AFC mailbag, AFC burning questions and mailbag. 
So we're going to do some AFC burning questions. And then tomorrow's show will be NFC burning questions that we recorded at the same time. But you know, it'll be played, played in the future. Um, just what happens when Debo and I are on vacations at the same we, That's how good a mind meld we got going on. Not even go to the same place, but took vacation at the same time. Debo's actually working. I, <laughs> I'm in an arcade playing like some Pac- kind of Pac-Man? Street Fighter 2. Galaga? Probably. Probably. All those. If you had to pick one, if you could go into arcade, you, you go into an arcade for an hour, you could only play one game, what would it be? I got this is so easy for me. Uh, let's start with Sean because he's the youngest. I don't, have you ever been to an arcade, Sean? Yes. I actually. <laughs> arcades, arcades are cool again, right? Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, I have not been to an arcade in the past 10 years, probably five uh, years. Arcades are cool again. They're called barcades. So you can like go and drink at them. Oh, actually, you know what? When I went to Chicago, we did go to a bar that, that was right, We went to one in Fort Lauderdale. That was. If they have PlayStations in the wall and you can play Mario Kart, it's a barcade. I'm so thinking. can I can I can I say Mario Kart for my answer? You want? It's not old school, but you can say it. You're young. Well, just like any just place for- that has an N64, because I don't obviously own an N64 anymore. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Okay, good answer. What, uh, what about you, Breach? Uh, I would either go Pac-Man if we're going super old school, because I dominate that. I'm better at Pac-Man than I am at marathons. And then also Street Fighter 2. Good choices. Which, which I mentioned earlier. Um, I never liked Pac-Man because it was too hard. Miss Pac-Man was, was the game I was going to have to play if I was playing the Pac-Mans. But my video game of choice, and this was, you guys probably don't even know this game, but it was the bomb back in the day. In the <laughs> early bomb. Spy Hunter. Oh, yeah. Spy Hunter with a little car. The little car. You drive them to the yeah. back of the little uh, yeah, little, the back of the thing and then it kicks yeah. back. Yeah. Nice. Look at that. Um, I would go with a. Don't say it. Don't say the golf game. Don't say Golden Tees. Oh well, Golden Tee is great, but I would not do that in an arcade. You can go play Golden Tee at like, like, like at the bottle shop here at Bottle Rev in Raleigh. I go play. I'm like, hey, I gotta go pick up a takeout food, and I go and get some craft beer and play Golden Tee for a little while. Um, oh, you're really trying to get divorced lately on this podcast. Oh, I forgot she's listening to the podcast. <laughs> uh, probably not listening because we're traveling. AK did listen to the show where I talked about uh, my tweets and our Valentine's Day plans. Um, and she's like, you're just a terrible person, and I hate you. Agreed. So uh, that's exciting. Um, <laughs> and that- what we learned is that Debo, Brinson might be sleeping on Debo's couch next week, so that podcast might be live from Debo's one-bedroom apartment where Brinson is going to be sleeping with him in the same apartment. That's going to be fun. Yeah, didn't plan on moving to Fort Lauderdale, as it turns out, uh, getting evicted from my house by my wife caused it to happen. Um, I would go with NBA Jam. Oh, that's a great one. He's on fire! (laughs) Um, Who did the play-by-play? Or was it a random guy? I don't remember. It was like the same guy who did NFL Blitz, I think. That's a fun game to play in arcade, too. Uh, Let's get to AFC burning questions, though, first off. Will Tom Brady leave the Patriots? Yes. Ooh. I don't know if he will. We saw a rap sheet report on Monday, I believe. That they're going to wait until free agency to figure out what uh, what they want to do with old Tommy Brady there, which seems a bit curious since he's played there his entire career and usually they wrap these things up. Um, and there's also some conversation that sounds like that this will ultimately be up to Bill Belichick, which I mean makes sense he's the GM and the head coach, but it's Tom Brady and, and Robert Kraft and Tommy have a good relationship, so I think it's curious. Um, is anyone concerned that if Tom gets to free agency, he ain't coming back? Yes. Also. Okay. Well, then why are the – what's the Patriots' plan here's, uh Here's why. If Tom Brady is uh, is not on the team next year, 
He's a 13.5 dead cap hit. Or if he's on the team, if he doesn't resign with the Patriots by March 18th, when the, when the new year, new league year starts, he is, is it March 18th? This is March 18th, right? That sounds right. Is it March 18th? Let's, let's go, let's go with it. It sounds kind of late though. It does. It, it's definitely late this year because they pushed back, uh, that's like March 8th the calendar. or 9th usually. Well, I'll tell you what it is. It is March 18th at 4 p.m. Okay. It just sounded weird when I said it. It did sound late. Um, Tom Brady has $13.5 million in dead money on the Patriots 2020 salary cap. Even if Tom Brady re-signs with the Patriots, that's problematic. So you're not going to sign somebody who already has a $13.5 million dead cap hit on your, on your cap. You're not going to sign him for $30 million a year. If you're going to pay him $30 million a year, you pay him before he goes and looks at free agency. And so you can adjust the – because he has a contract with two more years left on it, but they void out on March 18th at 4 p.m. So the logic there is that if Tom Brady is going to resign with the Patriots, it needs to happen in the form of an extension with the Patriots before the new league year begins, which means in my mind if Tom Brady gets to free agency, he's not coming back. I feel like the answer to should he stay or should he go, not will he, like should he, I think he should. It's just like you sure. look around. Yeah, I just don't see a team. I'd be fine if there was a contender out there that was a decent quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. Uh, I'd be fine with that. There just isn't that team. Like you're going to go to San Diego. We talked about this on the Philip Rivers podcast. You're going to go to San Diego, get killed behind that offensive line awesome. on a team that's not well Sean, as, as the youngest guy here, you should know there's no NFL team in San Diego. Well, he could go to San Diego and just start his and, own team. And, or pull up commute, rivers and commute four hours. Yeah. Um, so what, about, th- what about the Colts, though? I can't see him in a Colts uniform. Just can't see uh, it. Adam Vinatieri did it, and he worked out fine until last year, and then he fell apart. But, I mean, that offensive line is really good. They have playmakers. Their defense is not terrible. You can draft a couple more wide receivers. I mean, on paper, they're not that far behind the Patriots. Also, the other reason you don't do the Chargers or the Raiders, which are the two teams that have been bandied about, is Patrick Mahomes. Like, wh- why would you leave the AFC East and put yourself at risk to not win a Super Bowl and have to go through Patrick Mahomes? Like, like the, so it, to me, it just depends. Are you trying to leave New England to like, haha, Bill, I won a Super Bowl without you? Or are you trying to leave New England to build up your brand and just try something new? Cause it, it, if it's the, if it's the latter, then go to LA, man. Like, who cares what happens? You look great in powder blue. You look great in all those uniforms. You know, I don't can't imagine that the Chargers would dump Philip Rivers, publicly leak out a bunch of stuff about wanting a mobile quarterback, and then get Tom Brady. But I mean, who the hell knows? Um, but if that's his reasoning, I'm a little disappointed. But if it's the if it's the former, if it's because he wants to prove that he can win without Bill Belichick, he's doing this way too late. He sure did this five years ago. Like he doesn't, he's not good enough anymore to elevate or carry a team, in my estimation. And he's going to be 43, and he, wherever he goes. You have to take in the fact that he's going to have to learn a new offense. He's never had to do that. He's literally played the past 20 years uh, doing a lot of similar things. And so you don't know how good he will play in a new offense. And a part of what Brinson said about the Mahomes thing and why he shouldn't go to the AFC West, that's why I think the Colts make the most sense because the AFC South is the most winnable division besides staying with the Patriots. Uh, and so you put Tom Brady in Indianapolis – all of a sudden, the Colts are probably the favorite to win the AFC South. Yep. I, I would even throw out the, the Titans. No, stop it. Why? Why? Why, why, why I, Ryan Tannehill so much? 
Stop hating him, Brenton. He's a free agent. What if what if the Titans they are going to franchise him? What part of that don't you understand? He is not going anywhere. What, what part of it's twenty eight million dollars for a single? Ryan Tannehill will sprint to sign that if they franchise tag it. Right, and they might have to give Tom Brady thirty million. You think they're going to give Tannehill twenty eight or Tom Brady thirty? I mean, I think it's more likely that Tom Brady can play the way he has over the last three years for two more years than it is that Ryan Tannehill will be the best passer in the NFL by rating for the next three years at thirty million dollars a pop. Yep, this is stage five of, of grief, we've decided. You're still dealing with losing I, your boyfriend. That's okay. Yeah. All right, who do, you, who do you want at your quarterback for the next three years, Ryan Tannehill or Tom Brady? I want Tom Brady for two years. Uh, no, three. <laughs> That's why the question's three. I will I will gamble on Tom Brady in Nashville with that team and that defense. Oh, please. Get Over it. Ryan Tannehill. You are punch drunk. Oh I'll, ta- I'll, take Ryan Tannehill. I'll take Ryan Tannehill. Even Sean, who has who had had to endure Mitch Trubisky would take Ryan Tannehill over Tom Brady. Tom Brady looked like crap last year. By but the way. I but I but I do agree with Brinson's point. This is what makes me wary about the Tannehill discussion, and that's why I picked Rivers for one year. Tannehill's not going to do what he did this year. I don't think ever again. Like if you look at his, but it goes beyond passer rating. Like he was throwing into like the league's like tightest windows, throwing downfield like at one of the highest rates, and he was like completing the highest percentage of passes. Uh, by adjusted completion. Like, that's just not going to happen again. Let me ask you this, though. Is there a better chance that Tom Brady plays again like he did last year? Or is oh, he yeah, gonna... yeah. That's he... why I take Tannehill. So that's that's a concern. But Who I take Prince's point. Of football outsiders. Um, I was just making fun of Ryan. Uh, obviously, Tom Brady wasn't that great. And, and in Brady's defense, though, he didn't have any weapons. You know, let's not pretend like he didn't have A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I do agree with Brenton on that point, even though I would still take Tannehill. But I'm not going to bash Brady for having a bad season when he had no one to throw to. Uh-uh. I mean, Sean could have made the team as a wide receiver, and we know I mean, he's not athletic at all. He had most of new your guy. And he also Coming had... from you, I mean, that's, just, that's that's rich. The guy who says he's ran the marathon can throw football 45 yards, and now he's taking shots at me and my athleticism. You can uh, tell Sean is very insecure in his athleticism. <laughs> He's the youngest. Hey, you're taking shots at me? <laughs> I am the marvel of athletic specimen. So, Brenton, would you rather have uh... – I'm glad someone else has filled the void of, of being your athletic foil, though, because it's it really wasn't for me. By, by the way, <laughs> Preach, every single time we got drunk together during Super Bowl week, would, like, try to get me to gamble, like, $50, or he would just keep pushing it, like, to run a 100-yard dash, I think, was really? the distance. Well, and no, I, said, I, and when, when I, I wouldn't, said anything over 100. And when I wouldn't, like, throw down 100 bucks, he was like, oh, so you don't believe in yourself. I was just like, I've never seen you run before. Why would I bet on that? Like, not, even like, not even, like, run competitively. You've just never seen Breach move faster than a walk. <laughs> yes. Look, he is the fastest walker on planet Earth. Don't let those little short legs fool you. He moves really fast. Actually, that is an interesting point, and not to you know get off the, the questions here. But we have like I don't I've never seen like I've seen my, I know how I've seen myself or you've seen me run. Like I mean like I might not I might be old now and slow, but like I at least have an athletic gait. I don't like for all I know Breach like runs like a really fast walker, like like very choppy. Like we've never seen him run before. He could be dumb and dumber running down. We don't know. That's right. Or he could, or maybe he like doesn't bend his knees and he does like crazy like weird strides or something like that. None of this would surprise me. He could run backwards and be very fast. <laughs> I, I run like I, I think he's on like all four. Like he puts yeah. his hands down and he bear crawls. Or, you, like, or like, or like, or like, what if we're, like Breach is like, yeah, I ran a marathon in three hours and twenty five minutes, and then he like gets out to like jog around the block and he runs like Ravel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you're just a liar. Like uh, all these things are possible. Um, what does the future quarterback look like for the following franchises? Indianapolis. One word answer, Ryan. 
Well, I'm gonna, uh, it's a bunch of word answers. Would you rather have Phillip Rivers or Tom Brady in Indianapolis? Phillip Rivers. I'd rather have Tom Brady, I think. So Tom Brady. You, you think the Colts will actually sign Tom Brady? Yeah, well, we're going to find out in, in a few weeks here when this, this free, agency th- free agency thing happens. I think Phillip Rivers is more likely, but I think Tom Brady's a better fit. The interesting thing about the Colts, and it is all a slap in the face to Kobe Brissett, but that's fine. Um, the Colts, like the Saints, who have had Drew Brees for uh, you know, decades now, they play indoors. Like, remember, Peyton Manning got a big boost in his stats because he always played indoors. Like, the, that sort of fell by the wayside once Tom Brady became the greatest quarterback of all time. But the fact that he played his entire career in New England, where you don't get the benefit of a dome and you don't get the benefit of a fast track and all that, like, people sort of stopped talking about it. I mean, that should be a bigger advantage that we're talking about when we mention free, like, quarterbacks going to free agent spots. Like, if you're, if you're Tom Brady, or if you're Tom Brady or Phillip Rivers, and there's been buzz about, you know, concerns over diminished arm strength or whatever, and you're an older quarterback, you can play half of your half your half your games next year in a dome. It's not a bad setup. So I, like I, I would say oh, oh, the Raiders will be indoors also, and the uh, new LA Stadium also indoors. That's not until twenty twenty one, right? No, it's this season. They're gonna Is play. It? Is it? It's, yeah, it opens this year. Yeah, that's why the Brady Chargers talk is happening because they need to sell tickets for it. Because the Chargers forgot to sell season tickets. Only like five people have signed up. <laughs> Although they, yeah, they all of Phil Rivers' kids, too. Now they're canceling. <laughs> so the Chargers have decided that they're going to this new stadium, and they can't get anyone to like the team or go to their old stadium. And they're playing as Tyrod Taylor? Okay. <laughs> it's, it's Tom Brady. I, I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense. It's like, we'll give you... 10% of the franchise to come They're here. basically a millennial kid who's living with their parents, except their parent is Stan Kroenke, who was, like, paying the rent, footing the bills. I mean, that's what it is. The Rams are out there. I don't think the Rams and Chargers have a good relationship. Like, I don't think – We haven't I had just, a weird breach analogy in a while. Well, the whole thing about, like, the Chargers uh, maybe talking about moving to London, I, I really feel like that was leaked by the Rams. Is like, we want to get this team out of here. We hate them. Let's get rid of them. Um. So Ryan thinks, all right, so we're doing a bunch of situations. So let's just lay them out there. Indy, Oakland, Jacksonville, Los Angeles, Miami. The ones I'm curious about for this particular set of conversations, Indy, Oakland, and L.A. Ryan says Tom Brady to Indy. James to Las Vegas, not Oakland. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's Devo's fault. God, Devo. Slacking. Pathetic. Just kidding, Devo. Uh, I know you just put your head. He just put his headset back on. So I was making fun of him. It's Las Vegas, Debs. Debs? We call him Debs? No. Nah. I don't. Yeah. I think I think Devo is fine. I don't think we gotta. Um, don't need a nickname for the nickname. <laughs> no. Las Ve- Indy, Las Vegas, L.A. What are your thoughts? Ryan says James for L- Las Vegas and who for Los Angeles? Um, so I said Brady. I mean, I guess you stick with Tyrod or you draft Justin Herbert because um, Brady can't go to both L.A. And, and Indianapolis. I don't believe the Herbert thing would be. I mean, like at least that would be. Spicy, I guess. I mean, it's kind of what the Rams did, right? They moved and got. Probably a... be if they made him play in the year one and he turned into doo doo. Because you can't, you shouldn't play him right away. Like your golf. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, but you know that as you said, no one watches that team. No one's watching the team at the soccer stadium. They had more fans of the opposing teams every week. So this is, I want to see what the, I mean, the DC defenders had a bigger crowd than the Chargers did. Hey, Breach, what's the over-under on the disparity between Rams crowds and Chargers home crowds next year? Because I feel like it's going to be a lot. 25,000. Wow. That's a lot. Like, I mean, it's going to be 
the Chargers have literally sold like half the season tickets the Rams have sold, and they undercut the Rams in their own stadium selling their tickets for cheaper. Like, think about that. You're crocky. You're paying for the stadium. The Chargers come in rent-free, sell their tickets cheaper so people buy your tickets, not the Rams' tickets. I, oh man, I don't know how Crocky puts it's up. It's like with you're this. 27 years old, you still live at home, and then you sublet your your parents' room out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what do you think, Sean? What about these uh, quarterback situations? Dude? So I got Rivers going to Indy. Okay. Brady going to L.A. Oh. Oh, L.A. Sorry. I, um, I actually think the Raiders might keep Carr. Um, as much as we talked about how much his contract is cuttable, he only has like a 21 million cap hit next year. That in this age, like, that's pretty affordable. Like, I don't, that's not an overpay. And I think maybe they'll try to draft someone and develop him behind Carr. I just don't know if they look at Jameis and think he's the answer. Like, I think John Gruden would get so pissed off by Jameis's turnovers, like, more than Bruce Arians did. Uh, so I don't really know if there's a fit I think there. Jameis is a good fit in that West Coast offense. No, no. Right? Like, he's a better fit for Arians' offense than he is Gruden's offense. Uh, maybe she's a good fit for whatever offense requires lots of interceptions. Boom. Boom roasted. Breach, what do you think about those three spots? Uh, I like Rivers and Indy just because he has a history with Frank Reich and he can, Reich can just pull the ripcord and say, uh, we're just going to run the ball the rest of the time if, if Rivers starts going in one of his, uh, conniption fit of throwing interceptions and that happens. We've seen it. Uh, who are the other teams we're talking about besides Vegas the Colts? And LA. L.A. Uh, you know what? I like Jameis Winston in L.A. Uh, Ryan's got him going to Vegas, but I think Jameis would be actually a decent fit. They've got a lot of weapons to throw to. Uh, a full training camp full of Melvin Gordon, maybe. But th- they have good talent, and I think Jameis Winston could thrive there if he doesn't throw 30 interceptions. And then the Raiders? Ooh. You know what? I'll go, I'll go Brady. I'll say Brady. Ends up in Las Vegas. That's spicy. Um, I'm going to go Rivers and Indy. I really do think it's a good fit. I can see him in that uniform. Uh, <laughs> you can just see it. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm refusing to allow this alarm clock pewter and gold crap to enter my head like Rivers playing for the, the Buccaneers. Uh, and then uh, you know what I'm going to say for the Chargers. Here's an idea. The Chargers send oh boy. The, seventh, the seventh overall pick. Two. To the Bengals for Andy Dalton. Boom, I'm in. You got it. How'd you know? Great call. <laughs> no, that's a terrible idea. The Chargers send the <laughs> seventh overall pick to the Carolina Panthers for Cam Newton and the ninth overall pick. Wait, who has the ninth overall pick? The Panthers. Or is it, or is it reversed? Six and seven. They're six and seven. Oh, crap. Chargers are six and Panthers are seven? All right, it's even better. Send six for seven and Cam. So you move one spot down in the draft. You know that they won't have, you know, they, they move up, they won't be taking a quarterback, but they get to slide one up. Or they, they, you don't care if they take a quarterback and the Chargers get Cam. And they have a running, they have a mobile quarterback to pair with Tyrod Taylor, who's a perfect backup in case Cam's not healthy enough to go. And all you're really giving up is, like on the Rich Hill trade chart, is something like a fourth round pick, I think. I feel like you might have to throw in a mid round pick too, if all you're letting them do is move up one spot. Okay. I think, I the, Panthers, I think the Panthers want to get rid of Cam. Yeah, which should give you some concern if you're the Chargers. Well, I just think the Panthers are rebooting. Yeah, maybe they throw, maybe they throw an extra pick. They throw an extra pick, whatever. Okay. Um, Not terrible. Then, uh, Although, you know what? I think I would rather have Andy Dalton. I think Cam helps sell seats, though, like more than Andy Dalton. What's that supposed to mean, Sean? He's just a much more marketable person than 
Andy Dalton's a very boring, bland quarterback. You know what? Sure, the Bengals have the fourth lowest attendance in the NFL, but that's not Andy Dalton's fault. Yeah. To put in an analogy, Breach, uh, <laughs> Cam is like putting Bailey's and bourbon in your coffee at the same time, and Andy Dalton is like putting in, uh, like, uh, Splenda and oatmeal. <laughs> oat wow, well, you just dunked on Breach with an analogy. And a, and a dunk on Ryan with oat milk. You see what I did there? You get lots on the oat milk. <laughs> uh, I actually had an oat milk latte at the Super Bowl. It was very good. Uh, and I will say real quick, because we're talking about how Brady, the Chargers, could make sense because of attendance. Chargers obviously had the lowest attendance because they played in a soccer stadium. But the teams with the five lowest attendances – on average, in 2019, the Colts, the Raiders, the Buccaneers, the Bengals, and the Chargers, and those are all five teams that could have a new quarterback next season, will likely have a new quarterback next season. So, I, you know, you would think all five would be interested in making a big splash. And by the way, I should note that currently on our website, uh, as you can tell, I really um, i am up on the NFL draft order. You can check out my new mock draft that went up on Thursday. So, so make sure to check that out. Uh, it's designed to to troll ryan wilson did you have the panthers picking at <laughs> seven or nine I, I don't know i haven't really done it yet i've, I've built out the <laughs> template and i'm filling it out in a, in a google doc i'm trying to be uh organized and methodical this year instead of waiting until like april to get to get my my mock draft life in order will the titans keep both ryan Tannehill and derrick henry yes or no let john start because he's the resident nashvilleian you can say it why I say yes. I don't think you can blow up a team after they just went to the AFC title game. Plus, as we've mentioned multiple times in this podcast, you can use the franchise tag and the transition tag this year. And if there is any team that sh- – I don't think every team should do that, but the Titans are absolutely in a situation where they should. You give one to one guy, one to the other guy, and then go from there. And you know what? If somebody tries to steal Derrick Henry off that transition tag, uh, you know, you get draft picks out of it. And that's fine because now you're not paying your running back, don't you? You get – no, you get the right to. Oh, match. you have to match the offer. Match the offer. You get the two but, first round picks off the franchise tag. Yeah. But in but in theory, what you would do is like what the, it's the old Ryan Pace move, which is not really smart, but he kind of got away with it with with Kyle Fuller. Uh, you let the you let the you let the market dictate what you're going to pay the guy. So if you what you would hope is that somebody would offer Derrick Henry like a a five year or like a three year twenty two. Uh, I'm trying to think what the number three year eighteen million dollar deal and he would take it or so like something like something terrible you know what I'm saying then you would have the first right of refusal he's not going to sign that but you get the- well and I, yeah I will say real quick the transition tag is from Joel Corey for running backs the transition tag would be about ten point two million and the franchise would be about twelve point five yeah so I think Derrick Henry would actually be pretty upset playing for ten point two million because you know he wants to be up there with. The highest paid guys at 14 to 15. And then the franchise tag for quarterbacks would be about 27 and transition would be about 24.3 million. What's the most you're going to pay to keep Derrick Henry in Tennessee, John? Uh, 12. See you later. He ain't going to play on 12 that. a year? For how many years? 12. 10. Doesn't matter. <laughs> like he ain't playing for 12 a year. He's playing for 12. Is he going to get more money from someone else? It only takes one. What if I give him 12? Three year, thirty six million with like thirty four guaranteed. <laughs> oh, that's better than Le'Veon. Yeah, it is better than Le'Veon. More guaranteed. It's all about the guaranteed money. Dad, right? He won't take that, will he? You think he would take? What about fully guaranteed three years, thirty six million? You think about that. It's not very far from thirty four. <laughs> <laughs> that's two million. 
I just feel like the fully guaranteed thing would somehow go. But like you know, you see, you need incentives in there too. Like if he leads the league in rushing, he gets you know what I mean, and like stuff like that. Or like if he, you know, over three hundred carries, he gets a million dollar bonus or something like that. <clears throat> um, I think they will keep them both, mainly because I don't know that. Like I think they'll. T- I agree. So now, by the way, if the NFL and the NFLPA negotiate a new collective bargaining agreement, this is we're recording this on February. That's not right. Uh, February 11th. It says February 3rd. Oh my gosh, that's weird. Um, Rewind it. Incredible uh, Super Bowl, right? Am I right? Uh, the um, it's February 11th. You're listening on February 13th. If they were, if they negotiate a new CBA by March 18th, in theory, they could have. 2020 operate under new rules or under different rules than what they currently state. But as of right now, both the transition and franchise tag are available if they still have both of those. And I think they will keep both guys until Tom Brady goes to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did Ryan, did you give your thoughts? Anybody else want thoughts on that? I, I, I agree with everything you guys said, what they should do. I live in constant fear that they are going to give Derrick Henry the big deal. And Jason Lockin forward just wrote a, story about why they shouldn't everyone knows the arguments why you shouldn't i just feel like they're going to tag Tannehill, and they actually might give derrick henry what he wants how much should they pay derrick henry since ryan asked me that i'm asking you that sean i would not pay him anything i would not pay him anything like i would give him a tag on a one-year thing i would not commit multiple years over 10 million to him i I still think you should do that to a running back do you think the titans not forget the AFC title game. Do you think they even make the playoffs last year without Derrick Henry on their team? Yes. No way. Okay. And do do you think they beat anyone? Do you think they beat the Patriots or the Ravens? No. No. But I think they. So they are those two playoff wins worth paying that guy more because he basically was the that's, reason you won? That's a weird causation correlation thing that you're doing and trying to entrap Sean in this argument. I'm not sure. I'm, not, I'm not entrapping Sean. I'm asking him. If I also, he's a vital part some, of the offense. He's a vital some, part of the something offense. Something that's weird, though, about the question, would, he, would they win those playoff games? It's not that Tannehill even played bad in those games. He just didn't do anything. So I don't even know if it's as simple as yes or no. Because Why, why didn't he do anything? Because they were just handing the ball off. To who? Derek Henry. <laughs> oh, okay. That doesn't mean they would have lost if they asked Tannehill to throw the ball. Derrick Henry dragged the Patriots up and down the field. Yes, and I originally said and that I don't think they win those playoff games without him. Destroyed Earl Thomas. I, and I don't, I don't think that they make. I think that if if you, so when they bench Marcus Mariota and start Ryan Tannehill, if at that same time you had taken Derrick Henry out and replaced him with Deion Lewis, I do not think the Titans make the playoffs. No way, not with Duck Hodges breathing down his neck. <laughs> but legitimately, Deion Lewis is a completely different player. Oh, uh, in the in the playoff race, I was like, "What are you?" Uh, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like is, "I think Duck Hodges is a backup Titans running back. Like, <laughs> he might be a better running back." But uh, I mean, completely different running backs, and I think that was one of the rare examples where a running back actually took over, like a stretch of games. And John talked about it too. Um, over the, not even just the, the playoffs. You know but, the the more important question might be, can they afford to keep Jack Conklin? No, that's an important question. Because I don't know that, like, if you, if, like, if Jack Conklin leaves and Taylor Lewan gets hurt or suspended or something like that, I mean, this, this offensive line was not very good when Taylor Lewan was suspended the first couple of game, first couple of weeks of the season. So, like, we talk about how great Derrick Henry is. And I do think he may be a slight exception to the rule of, you know, being able to withstand punishment. I know that, you know, typically these guys break down after 370 carries, football tires rule. I do think there's a chance that he could be the exception to the rule, but I wouldn't want to find out, especially, uh, at a high price, and 
if your offensive line has to suffer as a result of you paying the running back. Like I'd rather, I'd rather let Henry test the market and be like, dude, look, t- see what you get out there. And we will try and match it. And then you transition tag Conklin and franchise tag Tannehill or t- transition tag Tannehill and franchise tag Conklin. And by the way, Deion Lewis is one of the top 10 paid running backs yeah. on, I think it's total dollars, not average. Yeah. They gave a huge free agent contract. It was a disaster. Nobody, we don't talk about that enough. <laughs> Robs. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll answer some mailbag questions. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Gather your besties. We are very exclusive. And get ready. Mom, go make snacks. For sure, Regina. For the movie that hits like a bus. In a good way. No one dies. Mean Girls. Made at PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Okie doke. Uh, these are from Apple Podcast. If you leave a five-star review, we will answer your mailbag question at some point this offseason or leading up to the season. It can be a burning question about a certain team in the long-term future, like this next one. Uh, it can be a question about a team's offseason, a question about a team's draft. It can be an early, it can be a dynasty fantasy football question. Happy to answer those. Ryan is a dynasty expert. Uh, this one says, uh, let's see, this is from Wilson Metcalf, the Apple podcast, uh, Canada. He lives in Canada. He left it on 12-27-2019. See, we don't get to him right away, but we get to him eventually. Thank you. Is the title? I have a silly question if you get around to it. <laughs> yeah, we will get around to it. It's July 2020, and the Cincinnati media scrambles to get their first look at Joe Burrow throwing to A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd. Joe Mixon is also back with a couple promising offensive line additions. None of these are the top story, however. In one of the most head-scratching coaching moves of all time, Mike Brown has hired football analyst and Bengal loyalist John Breach as head coach. Smart move. This is a bold move. Uh, not really the worst thing Mike Brown's ever done. Ryan, having insider knowledge of John, you were hired by an online bookkeeper for, co- or no, you were hired by William Hill. Ryan, that's who it is. William Hill, new partnership with William Hill. Excited for that. You were hired by William Hill for coming up with the over under regular season win total for the 2020 Bengals. Will, I mean, what is your number? Will and Sean, do you bet the over or under on Ryan's win total? So Ryan, first Here's- of all, first of all, John, Congratulations on being fired in two years and, you, and embarrassing your entire family. This is Friday Kitchen 2.0. He doesn't have two years. Yeah. Wait a minute. The Bengals are going to fu- – no, the Bengals aren't going to fire him. Yeah, That's, they're, they're, too, cheap. My they're too cheap. Yeah, they're too cheap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and on the bright side, John, at least this will go down as the only the second most embarrassing athletic non-achievement of your career <laughs> behind the non, non-existent 28-minute uh, marathon or whatever it was. Ryan, what is the total? The total is – for the 2020 season with John Breach's head coach. Under. <laughs> six wins. What? We got to go half. That's respect. Half. Five and a half or six and a half? Yeah, see, I, I was. I feel like six is going to be the number. Uh, I'll go five and a half. Uh, I will take the under. I'll take the uh, under as well. That's, that's, I mean, that's bold because Jonah Williams is coming back. AJ Green and Tyler Boyd are going to be there. Sean Breach is their coach. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Kitchens won seven games last year. 
and he had no idea what he was doing. That's a good. That's a great counterpoint. I, I would wager that John Breach is infinitely better at football than Freddie Kitchens. I also think the thing is, if you hired Breach to be the head coach of the Bengals, you're you're really not like you're not you know a strategist here, <laughs> like well, an X's and O's guys per se. Really, is, he a, is he a motivator? What is he? <laughs> no, he's sort of a figurehead. But like, like first of all, it's not like they're paying Breach. Five million a year to be the head coach of the Bengals. I mean, he, you're doing this. You're doing this for. I mean, you're probably doing this for seven fifty. No, he's no. Getting, no we're, we're, we'll say five million. I feel like that's the low end of what a coach is paid. No, 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 no. What? No, I get the five million, and I don't give any to you, Brenton, but I share it with uh, Wilson and Sean. Mike Brown is not giving a not just a first time head coach, but a first time ever coach. Five million dollars a year. Richard's resume has marathon. Can throw football forty-five yards. <laughs> plus, plus the move would be breach. If you were smart, you'd be like, "Listen, I'll do this for one point one million dollars. I want the rest of the five million dollars to be divvied. Like you, you go huge on an offensive coordinator and huge on a defensive coordinator, and then they come in and run everything, and you're just sort of a figurehead with some like basic rudimentary organizational skills. No, I just handle clock management, using the timeouts, all the basic things that I I know I can handle. Something that's like better than Freddie Kitchens. By the way, it's it's interesting, Brinson, that you put forward that that theory because using that theory. Given that you're about to sign a new contract, you should be sharing the wealth with these guys here who help prop up the Pick 6 podcast. <laughs> I hope I get a new contract. Um, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. It's like a quarterback, you know, buying his offensive line, a bunch of, a bunch right. of stuff. Where's our gifts? Do you want, you want presents or do you want me to like pound the table for, uh, oh, I would take cold hard cash. Oh. I mean, I wouldn't turn down a Rolex. Yeah, same though, same. Yeah, I'm not picky here. Yeah, Brett's. Rich wants if, to I get, if I get if I get a top of the market if I get a top of the market salary, no, no, you just said you take less as the figurehead and then you share share the wealth. And I just asked, <laughs> do you want presents or do you want bigger salaries? And you all said presents, so that's a mistake by you. Sean said cash and his so, yeah, I said cold hard cash. By the way, so five and a half, you buy, you guys both are going under on five and a half. Um, I mean, I might take them under five and a half with Zach Taylor next year. So yes. No, it, I, yes, granted. Uh, I mean, whoever the coach is, you're taking under five and a half. Yeah. Okay. I think the Bengals could go six and ten. I don't think they're going six. And, I mean, like, I mean, like, we don't think they're going to win six. Yes, and they they can, but like, if you it run the be, season, it would be effing fascinating to see what would happen to a professional football team if you put like some like blogger and like just adjust it like because you know, like everybody on Twitter is always saying like, oh, yeah, I can do this, I can do this, like, like or just. Like take Prisco and put him in charge of the Jaguars for a year, and like I just want to know how many wins they have. Yeah, no, I wouldn't even take Prisco. I'd take someone much more annoying on Twitter because Prisco at least owns the things that he's crazy about. But there are plenty of. Uh, go ahead, John. Oh, I was just gonna say real quick because we're all taking the under except for Ryan. Who, thank you, Ryan, for having faith in me as a coach. Six. You look at the Bengals' schedule. I'm gonna throw it out oh, there. There we go. They play the Giants, the Redskins, the Eagles. You know, like those are wonderful the games. The Eagles, Jacksonville. The Eagles are going to beat them by forty. What are we talking about here? Jacksonville, Miami. Yeah, I mean, the, Doug the Browns twice. Doug Peterson outcoached Bill Belichick, but he's not going to get the best of John Breach. Guess, <laughs> guess, guess what, Breach? All those teams you listed have a better record than the Bengals this past season. Uh, the Bengals will not be favored in any of those games. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I mean, I think the over/under would be. The real, the true over under, like I'm dead serious. Like, Breach, if you're the coach, I think it would be like two and a half or three and a half. And like, that's not a slap in the face. He just has no, what are you, what are you shaking your head about? 
I refer you to Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> okay. But he was at least like in the coaching business for a long time. Is he? Do we know that? Do we know what he was doing? <laughs> we have no idea what he was doing the last 10 years. All I'm saying is that like, I think if, I think if John was the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals and he got the job, look, you're talking about getting the job on like February, like 14th, right? Yeah. Was like Taylor. I think I think that the like if you won four games it would be impressive. To Ryan's point, remember Bob Wiley last off season he was like Freddie Kitchens didn't coach anything. That guy has no idea what he's doing, and a guy who has no idea what he's doing won seven games. So I'm not going to pretend like this is impossible. And we should really shout out this guy for giving us like the most detailed scenario question maybe in the history of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. like, I, I'm like running through these scenarios in my head where like breaches like sits down for like Mike, Mike Brown is going to like win, like hoping to win the press conference by hiring breach. And it's like, so now, uh, <laughs> I mean, like, we're like, yeah, we're going to be multiple and aggressive and our kicking game is going to be incredible. I've hired the best assistants possible. Joe Burrow is going to love it here. Skyline chili all over the place. Good to see you guys. Thank you. Have a great day. I will not be taking questions now. Like I like I just imagine like the fodder for writing about like this. This is like uh what was the movie where Henry Rowengardner like hurts his arm and he becomes the Cubs Cubs pitch? Rookie of the Year? Yeah, Rookie of the Year. Yeah, yeah. This is like this is like the NFL's coaching version of Rookie of the Year, and it's glorious. Uh next question from Steve three six four seven three seven in Great Britain. Wow, really international flavor to this podcast. Great pod. Question. My question for the Super Friends is this. Are Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson significantly better players than other rookies from recent years, or have they benefited from going later in the draft and joining genuinely good teams? And do you think the quarterbacks from their classes would have had similar MVP seasons if they joined the Ravens, Chiefs, Baker, Deshaun, Darnold, Trubisky, three question marks, et cetera? Cheers. So here's here's how I think about this. What if Baker, Deshaun, Darnold, Trubisky were on the Chiefs? How would they fare because I think Lamar Jackson is a different situation. They built that offense around him, and there are very few offenses that may have been willing to do that. But in Kansas City, I think Baker has a ton of success. I think Deshaun does. I think Sam even does if he quits kissing people. Trubisky, what do you think, Sean? How does he do in KC? I think he's still maybe average. Like Alex Smith at best, like probably. That's a huge that's at, be, a, at best. Yeah, I'm not be, sold. I'm not sold. He gets it. Matt Nagy would love to have 2012 Alex Smith right now. In Chicago. See, he would he would take twenty twenty Alex Smith probably right now. I sort of disagree. I think that I don't disagree with Ryan's premise. I, I like I think if you took Baker, Deshaun, or Darnold and you plugged them into the Chiefs and I think the Chiefs is a great example here. Like you you have them selected as a top ten or top fifteen pick by the Chiefs. They sit for a year, they learn Andy Reid's offense, um, they would come in and be top fifteen, top ten quarterbacks in the first year that they work in Andy Reid's offense. And I think the same is true for Trubisky, honestly. Like, I really think Andy Reid is that good. And I think that... How what, is he going to make it more accurate, though? I mean, he made Matt Moore look decent. So. Matt Moore came from a high school coaching staff and won an NFL football game over a playoff team. That's why like, you're going to win six games next year, John. <laughs> but, like, I mean, think about think about the first year that Mitchell Trubisky and Patrick Mahomes had. Patrick Mahomes was allowed to sit with zero pressure whatsoever... To study a playbook, to emerge, he had Mike Kafka was like basically assigned work with Mahomes as like 
you know, we've got Matt Nagy here doing the offensive coordinator stuff. You go, is that right? That is right. Isn't it? No, no, no. Cause Nagy was in. Yeah. Nagy was the offensive coordinator. So Mike Kafka was basically tutoring Patrick Mahomes privately the entire time. There's no pressure whatsoever. You just work on your craft. You work on developing as a quarterback. Meanwhile, Trubisky's getting coached by John Fox. Like it could not be further from like in terms of polar experiences on, on what they got as far as quarterbacks. Well, turn that around then. What if Ryan Pace drafts Deshaun or Patrick Mahomes with John Fox? What does that look like? I think Patrick Mahomes would be a, would be, uh, a, an average, an average quarterback in the league, a very be, athletic. What's that? He'd be like Baker Mayfield, I feel like. I feel like he'd be an infuriatingly athletic, um, up and down quarterback. If he, if he'd been drafted by the, by the, by the, by the Bears. I don't think he would be what he is now, for sure. I don't think he'd be what he is now, but I think he'd be better than average. I think he would probably be a top five, top eight, top eight quarterback. But I agree. Well, like the the way I look at it, the question was: Are these guys more talented than everyone else, or is it just the situation? It's a combination, right? Like I think Lamar and Mahomes are both more talented than Baker, than Darnold, than Trubisky, and all these other guys that come out. I think Deshaun's the only one that you can lump close to the category. And I think if Mahomes ends up somewhere else. He's still really good. He's not throwing for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. He's still really good. And if Deshaun is in Kansas City, he's not throwing for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, but he's probably better than he is in Houston. So I think it's a combination. Yes, they are more talented, um, and they also happen to land in the perfect system that maximizes their talents. I think if you put Mahomes in Houston or Mahomes in Chicago, like it's not entirely implausible that he's – banged up and constantly injured like taking shots like his spleen and he does like throws like 20 picks a year what happens if lamar plays for kansas city and patrick plays for the ravens because i think the ravens have shown an ability to morph their offense around the quarterback yeah and i think Um, i i i I trust baltimore's development so i think mahomes would be very good and i think lamar jackson would be freaking incredible in andy Reid's offense i think anybody like i don't care like you could take any quarterback and andy Reid will make them awesome like he he's just like if you put Russell Wilson on Kansas, that's, that's, that's the quarterback I think. About Super yeah, like if he'd got him in Philadelphia, he never would have gotten. If if he'd gotten him instead of Foles in Philadelphia, he would never would have been fired. I mean, he I, would he would have won title multiple titles in Philly, and they would have had to you know foe celebrate this whole Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, Doug Peterson thing like a bunch of fakes and frauds. Um, well, and the other part of that question about going late in the draft, we I haven't said anything. Sean's nodding at me like, well, no, no, I, was, I was laughing at Diva for not taking the bait there. Yeah. Uh, but the other part of the question, just players going late, we've seen that a lot. Uh, you know, Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger dropped out of the top 10, fell to the Steelers, who are a good team. Aaron Rodgers fell all the way into the 20s. Joe Flacco, who only Brinson still loves, you know, he fell into the 20s, fell into the exact right situation, walks out with a Super Bowl win. So I think there is a lot to be said to uh, falling out of the top 10 and ending up with a talented team. Because if you're drafting the top five, you're going to a crappy team. They're probably going to suck no matter how good you are. Uh, and it's not going to be easy to turn them around. Good point. Um, yeah, the Ravens and the Chiefs both have the benefit of being able to build an ecosystem around those talented quarterbacks and develop their talent. Uh, last one for this podcast. Questions. This is from Cowboy23 Money from United States of America. How exciting. Uh, love the pod. And my question for the Super Friends is what are your favorite non sports podcast other than the ones that everyone knows? Thanks. Uh, I'm actually excited for this uh, answer because I was sort of wondering, sort of doing, I was sort of um, 
trying to find some non-sports podcasts. I do a bunch of DFS, uh, and you know, like there are a bunch of sports podcasts I like, but I would like to sort of get out of. I want to kind of decompress from from sports for a little bit. So, uh, Ryan, I'm sure that you and Sean have the best answers here. I don't feel like Breach listens to anything other than murder podcasts. Britney, and Britney Spears. <laughs> and Britney Spears and like yeah. So. Uh, I have long listened to Bill Burr's Monday morning podcast. It's just uh, him talking for an hour twice a week, and he, he's a comedian, and he just sort of goes off on things. And uh, That takes a special sort of uh, ear to listen to, but I love it. It's hysterical, and you sort of follow along with his wife, and he just had a girl, so she's like a year or two old. So that's, that's always fun. But um, the one I really like uh, is uh, Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard, who is, who is married to uh, the um, – what's her name from – God, what's her name, Sean? Bell. Yeah, Kristen Bell. He's married to Kristen oh, Bell. Oh, is she on that? I love Kristen Bell. She's on the very first episode, I think, but he talks to a lot of really interesting people. Um, on the flight home from the Super Bowl, I listened to him talk to Drew Carey. Um, I, he talked to Rain Wilson, who is Dwight Schrute, uh, recently. The Amelia Clark episode's good. The Amelia Clark episode, which I told uh, Sean about, is fantastic. Um, like, there are so many good people he talks to, and he's really interesting, and I could listen to, to him talk forever. And, um, those are the two main ones I listen to. Um, I'm pretty pretty picky. I did listen to the Aaron Hernandez Boston Globe podcast. Went back and re-listen to that after the Netflix documentary. But uh, yeah, that is sports, even though it's mostly about the off-field stuff. Um, Sean, if you what? never listened to S Town, which was like the serial spinoff, I would recommend oh, that. Yeah. It was it was only like one season. It was like eight episodes. It was awesome. Um, yeah, it starts really good. A lot of people Hipster complain. Hipster Man it, it, names most popular podcast. I'm just saying years. if you haven't listened to it. Uh, the ones I listen to regularly are The Big Picture, which is with Sean Fennessy and Amanda Dobbins, um, sometimes Chris Ryan. They Basically, a lot of it is Oscar talk, so um, it'll be interesting now what they do, but it's just movie talk, and they get directors on there to come talk. Another movie podcast I like is uh, Real Blend. Um it can be kind of like broy, which kind of annoys me. Like the hosts can just be, I don't know, whatever, uh, bro. But they do get a lot of good guests. Like they had Tarantino on twice for like two hour podcasts, um, and I will listen to Quentin Tarantino talk about movies, even if I haven't seen the movies he's talked about because he's so passionate about it. Uh, if you like a podcast about TV shows, The Watch with Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald is a good one, um, and The Rewatchables is a good fun podcast, and they talk about old movies that are rewatchable if you're done plugging the ringer would you like to plug your uh your personal movie newsletter and if you don't like you know podcasts but you like to read about movies uh there's a really good newsletter called uh i just forgot my name the long shot um and you can subscribe to that on twitter at my twitter handle Mm. breach anything you got uh, Brenton, you hit the nail on the head i have too short of an attention span to listen to a podcast for more than 10 minutes so basically (laughs) All my podcast listening besides us, um, which I usually listen to two or three times a week, depending on who Brinson's talking to and how much I like them. Uh, Is that real? Do you really listen two times a week when you're not yeah. on? Yeah. Okay. That's, well, you got to know, you know if you guys bring it up on this one. I don't want to be out in the dark. But usually everything I listen to is something that I stumble upon. The most recent podcast I listen to – so these aren't like probably regular series all the time. The most recent one I listened to was – Episode one of the McMillions podcast. That was uh, a thing going on HBO right now. They have a documentary. You guys know what that is? The guy who gamed the Mon- McDonald's Monopoly game and oh, did it for like $30 million. Did you watch the documentary or did you just listen to the podcast? Well, I've, they have a podcast with each episode that comes out, and there's an episode every Monday. 
Okay. Um, so there's only been two episodes on HBO, and I'm only out on the first episode of the podcast. So that uh, I like politics, and so I ran into HBOs where apparently I get all my podcasts. Like Sean gets his from The Ringer. Um, uh, can I just say I didn't have you pegged as a political guy, Breach? Yeah, no, I, I, I looked up at that when you said I like politics. Oh, he has a lot of political stories that you guys don't know. Man, about. I was I, a political science journalism double major. I covered the Georgia senatorial race in 2008 between Saxe Chambliss oh, and uh, we got Jim Martin. Two political science majors on this podcast. Your political you, science major? Wilson. Yeah. What? No. Yeah, I don't. And we'll Sean, Sean I don't know if your California politics mesh with the and Tennessee I went, politics. And I went to college. <laughs> Uh, but Pod Save America, they were on HBO once like a year or two ago, and I started listening to them once in a while. Uh, that is a political one. And then sometimes – John Favreau, right? But not the yeah. actual – not the yeah. – Not the director. Not the Marvel guy who does everything now. The um, former Obama speechwriter. Yeah. And the last one is sometimes I'll just look for random travel podcasts if I'm going somewhere. People will tell you about the city, what to do, kind of get an insider's look. Uh, and, and so that can randomly be anything. One of – a good one is Amateur Traveler. But the guy's not, like, exciting, but it's very detailed and, and tells you a lot of things. You know, if you have no idea what you're going to do in a city, it's good to listen to. It was a trick question. You're all traitors. The only answer is that you listen to the Pick 6 podcast. That was my first uh, answer. There's uh, a chance you listen to Craft Brew podcast uh, i don't i don't i don't that is a good that would be a good guess and that's shocking in a solid insult but i don't listen to uh any beer <laughs> podcast my wife listens to uh last podcast on the left and um uh, my favorite murder which are neither i think my favorite murder is like two valley girls talking about serial killers and it's oh my god it is super annoying uh, uh, it's very popular though she used to make fun of me that I was never near them on the charts. And then we were on the front page of iTunes. I said, suck it. Who's on the front page now? Yeah, we heard that story at the bar the other night, too, when you were yelling about how high in the podcast rankings you were. What, are, uh, uh, what does Debo listen to? Okay, you don't care about anything else I listen to. Cool, thanks. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> once you start talking about the It's podcast. like Ryan playing the music at the Oscars like, to get him off stage. Like, we've had enough uh, of this fool. I do like uh, Revisionist History with Malcolm Gladwell, but then he did one about the Riviera about golf that made me mad about how he like he did the golf courses should all be like t like done away with like golf shouldn't even be a thing and he was talking about how he walks by Riviera in in, in LA all the time where the, where the Genesis Open is this week by the way check out the first cut podcast with Kyle Porter uh, and now uh, Rick Gelman to give you uh, DFS action but he like he was like, complaining he's like it shouldn't be a golf course it should be public land like it's ridiculous that people play golf and use up all that land it's like you're walking through Beverly Hills Malcolm. You, like you've got, I'm sure you've got a huge house. Settle down, pal. Did you say that with your monocle and your pipe? Yes, I did. But also, you could literally say that about any sport. Like, there's football fields at high schools. There's stadiums that take up all this land. There's hockey rinks. There, soccer fields. Literally any sport you could say that about. By the way, for the record, if you could capture the face that Ryan made when I mentioned I like Malcolm Gladwell's podcast, uh, you could bottle it up into a perfume called disgust <laughs> was the same face as you were making fun of sean for being a hipster for listening to whatever the hipster podcast you're making fun of him about i mean well that's like it'd be like, if I, like what podcast you're like oh, have you heard of, have you have you heard of cereal <laughs> it was it was s-town i know spin off of cereal I, everyone's heard s-town did good. you listen to it yes it's fine it was a little disappointing at the end i had not heard of s-town in sean's defense it's, you it's, like it 
It's been out for like four years. It's still like I prefaced it by saying it was old, and if you haven't listened to it, you should go listen to it. The guy's question was, other than the ones everyone knows. Debo, what do you listen to? Uh, S-Town, great one. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I've heard about it. I'm listening to this one, To Live and Die in L.A., and it is – I'm in the middle of it right now, and I just – I don't want to, like, get out of my car when I'm listening to it, which is a good testament for a podcast. Um, so related, EK will be living in his car after you guys get back. <laughs> he might live in, and die in L.A. Um, Has anybody listened to Dirty John? I know that was a big one. I read the articles in the L.A. Times, but I didn't. I just I, I never got around to listening to Brenton, I thought you weren't going to call me that in the podcast, man. Are you laughing because somebody said that? No, no, I was laughing because Devo probably had more than he was going to say. I don't know, but it just reminded me of L.A. But keep going, Devo. Dirty, Dirty John is uh, – is all right. I think it got a little bit too much hype. Now it's on Netflix, though. They made a series of it. Oh. Ooh. So depends if, if you like the show. Uh, Yoga Girl Daily, uh, definitely in the feed. Uh, What's I'll that? Just, a... I'll just move Does that come with visuals? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the Daily Show Podcast Universe. That is a great one with our uh, friends at Comedy Central. Check that out. Is that with Trevor Noah or like with the writers or something? It's with uh, the team of writers. It's just a mini series, oh. five episodes. Hilarious. And uh, I have to mention Jesenic, the uh, – Jesenic and Rosenthal. Vanity beat me Project. to it. There you All go. Right. <laughs> you, you could see he wanted to butt in there for so long and he kept doing just, it. And finally he, it was like bursting. He had to let it go. Can you imagine Brinson at Thanksgiving dinner? He's just taking over the table. No one else is going to talk. It's just going to be his stories the whole three hours. Right, what else, Steve? I was going to say the uh, Jeselnik Rosenthal Vanity Project. There you go. That's a very good podcast. It's fun. What is uh, what is Yoga Girl though? For real, is that about yoga? It's just like six minutes each morning after you know hearing Brenton so often during the day. I need that to start my mornings. Uh, A little motivation to start the day. Gotcha. Now it makes sense. (laughs) Yoga Girl conversations from the heart. Jeez, I'm talking about getting in a dark spot. You need the yoga girl to bring you back. It literally costs you 20 hours a week. I would understand medication, let alone yoga. This actually, you hear, you read, you hear these. This makes sense. This is why uh, Devo is so chill and relaxed. Uh, all right, let's get out of here. When we come back tomorrow, we'll have the second part of our mailbag and NFC burning questions. I'll do that. New CBS Monday. NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCIS! And join our elite team. What about the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS, Monday, 9, 8 central, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.